Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, all good things must come to an end, and that includes the Dodgers winning streak. Dodgers lost to the Twins 5-1. to one. Clayton Kershaw was uncharacteristically not bad, just not sharp, not efficient. Didn't give the Dodgers the depth they needed. And uh, the bullpen, you know, behind the eight ball after the long day the day before, really the, the, the story was the offense didn't hit. We're going to talk about all that stuff on this episode. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, folks. This is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now, and then you can be an everydayer just like we are. This is your first time with us. I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Samperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And uh, with that said, let's jump in. If you notice, at least early in this episode, that I keep looking this direction, that's my second monitor over there where I currently have the D-backs and A's on my screen. Uh, it's the bottom of the 11th inning. It's currently tied 8-8. Eight to eight, And uh, the, the A's are up with the runner on second, the, the ghost runner on second, zombie runner, Manfred Man, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and nobody out 0-2 on the batter. So I am just have my eye on this because at, uh, on Monday, all five teams in the National League West won. Uh, and now on Tuesday, I'm recording this at 10.30 p.m. Uh, L.A. time, 11.30 p.m. where I am. Uh, and so far, only the Giants have won. The Dodgers, Rockies, and Padres have all already lost, and the D-backs looked like they were going to blow out the A's uh, but then former Dodger minor leaguer Ryan Noda hit a grand slam in the seventh inning to tie the game up. And now it's still eight to eight uh, in the ooh, and the first guy just popped up in the infield. So there's one out in the bottom of the 11th now. Anyway, so it, it's kind of fun to to like it's too early for scoreboard watching, really. Uh, but the D-backs are in second place in the division. They're currently with the Dodgers loss, they're two and a half games back. If the D-backs win this game, they'll be two games back. If the A's can pull it out, the D-backs will remain three games back. And, uh, you know, doesn't really matter. As far as the Dodgers, because I'm sure the Dodgers aren't even aware this game's still going on uh, because they know if they take care of their business, they're going to finish ahead of the D-backs if the Dodgers play the way the Dodgers can and should play. Uh, but for me, as a fan, it's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting to see what happens here. And it's it's fun to have somebody to root against or to root for or whatever. So uh, anyway, but this Dodger game, the Dodgers lost five to one to the Twins, as I mentioned, and uh, Clayton Kershaw was one of the big stories. It's pitching three days after his mom passed away, I can't even imagine doing that. A uh, lot of respect to Kershaw for doing that, and I don't think that he necessarily felt obligated from a baseball standpoint. I think it's just it it made sense, you know, to make this start and then. I assume he'll be the one he'll go on bereavement. That'll be the active roster change to get a new relief pitcher into onto the roster because they have uh, they've been overworked. The, the bullpen had to throw eight innings on Monday. Kershaw only got through four innings here uh, in this game. And so the bullpen had to throw five more innings. So they've thrown 13 innings. Feel bad for Justin Brule. Uh, 
the day after pitching, he, he, he threw, I think, 30 pitches on Monday, and then he had to throw two innings on Tuesday, and he ended up giving up a two-run homer to Kyle Farmer. Uh, kudos to him. I mean, he, the, I wouldn't say the Dodgers punted this game, but their top priority was not winning this game from a pitching standpoint. Now, it would have been nice if the offense could have made up for that and said, hey, I know that we're behind the eight ball on the pitching, but let's go ahead and win this anyway. That didn't happen. I'll talk more about the offense in, in the second segment, but uh, Kershaw for me was kind of the the story because of the the whole backstory. You know, obviously before the game started, I, I had these grand illusions, these dreams of wouldn't it be great if Kershaw threw a no hitter to honor his mom or, you know, just had a great start, just something really emotional. Instead, you know, Donovan Solano, the leadoff hitter, first batter of the game, hits a double. He ends up scoring on a Kyle Farmer double a couple of batters later. And, uh, you know, and that was basically it. The Dodgers never even tied the game again. They just, they trailed the whole game after like three batters. And all in all, it's, we. I said yesterday, we can't really expect Kershaw to give us seven innings like he did last week after Noah Syndergaard's short outing. We were hoping for six, would have taken five, got four. It was, and Kershaw wasn't bad. Like I said in the opening, he wasn't bad but he wasn't efficient and he wasn't sharp. He he had seven strikeouts in four innings. He had a lot of swing and miss, uh, but it seemed like everything the Twins did put the bat on worked out for the Twins. They had some infield singles. They had some bloop singles. They had just, you know, they had a couple of hard hit balls too, but mostly it was just a uh, thousand paper guts kind of game and the kind of game where it really was all or nothing. Hey, I'm going to swing and miss or I'm going to get a hit. And and that's frustrating. And so Kershaw ended up throwing 90 pitches in four innings, more pitches than he threw in seven innings last week. And I, I couldn't have done that three days after my mom passed away. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it takes a different breed to be a major league baseball player to start with. Definitely takes a different breed to be one of the best pitchers of all time, like Clayton Kershaw is. And so, you know, the, I'm not surprised that he was able to pitch shortly after his mom passed away. I'm also not surprised that, you know, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with his struggles, uh, but you know, in the end it was a rough game for Kershaw and he wasn't able to give the Dodgers what they needed as far, as far as length to give the bullpen a rest. That means that the Dodgers are definitely going to have to make a roster move. Dylan Covey was in the, in the locker room on the taxi squad for this game on Tuesday. And, and Dave Roberts said before the game that Covey was on the taxi squad and could be called up if you know if they needed bullpen coverage for Wednesday's game. It's a day game on Wednesday. Assuming they stick with Covey, uh, that seems likely to happen. I think Kershaw will go on bereavement, and Covey will be called up. Uh, they will have to make a 40-man roster move. I think Jimmy Nelson is available to put on the 60-day injured list, and so uh, that would be the, the corresponding 40-man move probably – you bring up Covey. The question will be whether it's only one. Dave Roberts said it'll only be one after the game. And I guess they didn't use Bruce Dargratterall. They didn't use Evan Phillips in this game. Uh, you know, they got two innings from Miller, Shelby Miller, and they got two innings from Justin Brule. Those are both big. They ended up only having to use three relievers uh, because those guys each went two innings uh, after both pitching yesterday. Those guys deserve a lot of credit. Even though they gave up the last three runs of the game, you know, they, that, that's why I say winning from a pitching standpoint wasn't the top priority here. It was, let's get through this game. Who do we have who can throw more innings for us, even though they pitched yesterday? And that was the route they went. And it, it ended up, 
not working out ideally. Victor Gonzalez pitched a good inning. He didn't pitch yesterday. The the rest of the time to get through the game with only using three relievers after Kershaw only gives you four innings, that's a win. It's not a win, you know, in the record book or on the scoreboard, obviously, uh, but it is a win. Uh, as far as what they were trying to do to reset their pitching staff, they will still need to call up Dylan Covey. Nice thing is with Kershaw going on bereavement, they don't have to send down a reliever. And so it really does give them that ninth reliever for the three days that Kershaw's gone. Uh, and then Kershaw can come back as make and Kershaw said he's going to make his start on Sunday in St. Louis. Um, I'm going to come back in a minute. I am going to talk a little bit about the offense. And then later we're going to talk about what this means for the series. The Dodgers are actually in danger of losing a series for the first time in a long time. Uh, so we'll talk about the offense. Then in the last segment, we'll talk about that. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first assistant every weekday morning. And please keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans and owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. And unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. And these rewards can be pretty awesome. MLB game uh, so rare so rare MLB game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle. At the end of game weeks, so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Like, you know, Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez, we know, are partnered up with so rare. Uh, possibly others too, uh, as the season goes on. Prizes may vary depending on the competi- competition. So head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com slash LockedOn to draft your team of free free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. I'm back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you are watching on YouTube, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section down below. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email. I'll give you all the contact info at the end like I always do. I also want to remind you that uh, the Dodgers play at 12.10 p.m. uh, L.A. time today, Wednesday in the series finale. And if you are at work or otherwise indisposed so you can't be watching the game on TV, Great way to listen to the local home team hometown broadcast is on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search for Dodgers. Or if you do happen to be in your car, they will be on channel 177 on Sirius XM today at 1210 Pacific time. With that said, let's talk about the offense in this game. Dodgers had four leadoff doubles in this game. Only one of them scored, and that took almost a you know, act of God or something. It was a little blooper with two outs by Freddie Freeman that Michael Taylor had in his glove and it popped out, you know, uh, slow motion. It seemed like it was in the glove forever, but you know, in in real time, it's, you know, a quarter of a second. Uh, He had in his glove though, and it just popped out at the end and that allowed Miguel Rojas to score. Uh, He had had a leadoff double. That was one of those frustrating doubles because the previous inning, the Dodgers had first and third and two outs after a leadoff double by Max Muncy and then a single by JD Martinez and with two outs, uh, they Rojas was up, and they tried to do a double steal. Martinez tried to get caught in a pickle between first and second to let Muncy steal home. Instead, Muncy got thrown out at home to end the inning. So Rojas led off the next inning with a double that would have scored uh, at least one run and maybe two 
I guess JD Martinez on first wouldn't have scored on that. Um, but you know, in the end, uh, it's one of those things where obviously you don't want him to not get a hit, but there's always that what might have been when a guy an inning ends on the bases and then the next inning the guy who was up to bat gets a big hit. Uh, but yeah, so Rojas scored the only run. The other times, all three times the Dodgers had a leadoff double, they stranded the guy. And you can't win a game like that. And you know, after the game, Nomar and Jerry Harrison were talking about not playing small ball, not moving runners over and stuff. And and they weren't as annoying about it as they sometimes are as far as, you know, when I was your age, we used to hit the ball to the right side. Uh, but, they, you know, it's not wrong that you would like to see them advancing runners. I am not a fan of giving yourself up. Um, and, and I actually like the way Jerry Harrison worded it today when he was talking about it. He was talking about trying to drive the ball to right field. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't think it's as simple as that because a lot of times if you're a right-handed hitter and you do try to hit it to right field, you sometimes will hit a ground ball or, you know, get a hit or do something at least a productive out or an RBI hit. Sometimes you do pop out the second or hit a lazy fly to right field that's not deep enough to advance the runner. It's not as simple as every time you hit the ball to right field, it's going to move the runner over. And it's not that simple when guys are throwing as well as pitchers throw these days to hit the ball where you want to. But, you know, in this game, there definitely wasn't that. I don't think it was for a lack of effort or a lack of understanding the situation. It's just sometimes things don't work out. And so uh, update on this D-backs A's game, the the A's didn't score in the bottom 11. Now it's the top of the 12, two outs, and the, the zombie runner has moved to third base. Cattell Marte is up with two outs, 0-1 count in the top of the 12th. The D-backs haven't scored yet in extra innings. Neither neither, neither have the A's, but uh, D-backs are in danger of going three straight innings uh, without scoring. Pitcher almost threw a wild pitch to, to break that up while I was talking. Uh, but this Dodger game, back to the Dodger game, uh, you know, it, it's uh, sorry to give you a play-by-play for a game that's over by the time you're listening to this. Um, but the, I don't know that there's anything necessarily the offense could have done differently. I think they were probably tired after yesterday, which so were the twins. Is they played the same game, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, Cattell Marte shattered his bat, hit a little looper right back at the pitcher. He caught it to end the top of the 12th. Um, not really an excuse, but it was, yeah, they, they just didn't quite have it today. They, and they, like I said, they had the leadoff doubles. They had some chances. They just didn't get it done. And that happens. And it's easy to get frustrated. But it's also easy to remember, you know, they had won a bunch of games in a row. They've still won what? Six, you know, 14 out of their last 17, something like that. And so they're, they're still in really good shape. They're still in first place in the division and they have a chance to start another winning streak today, Wednesday. Uh, that's the great thing about baseball. You always come back and you play the next day and it'll be a tough challenge as I'll talk about in the next segment. But, uh, the, a couple things I liked from the offense in this James Altman put the bat on the ball a couple times. He did strike out a couple times too, uh, but he had a fly out that was reasonably deep, not great. And he had a decently hit hard hit ground ball out. Hopefully those are signs of him breaking out. He's been really struggling lately and it's, it's to be expected. We do understand that uh, struggles happen, especially with rookies. Guys start off hot and then uh, the league catches up or they just hit a slump or whatever it is. And that's what's happening without me right now. He's always been a swing and miss kind of guy in his in his minor league career, in his big league career. He strikes out a lot. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. 
when he does hit the ball, he hits it pretty darn hard most of the time. And, you know, they, they were talking on the broadcast, Joe Davis and Eric Karras were talking about how teams are attacking Outman up in the zone and even above the zone a little bit. And he's going to have to figure that out. And we saw that with Cody Bellinger the last couple of years. Outman's either going to have to figure out how to hit that pitch or how to not swing at that pitch. And the, the point Eric Karras made that I really liked was pitchers don't hit their spots every time. And so it's not as simple as saying, just throw my half fastball every time, because if Outman can identify, okay, this one is high out of the zone, don't swing at those. And then the ones where they're trying to hit high top of the zone, hope they make some mistakes, drop it down a little bit. And that, and then you punish those mistakes. That's the key is don't swing at pitches out of the zone and punish the mistakes when they happen. You can be a successful hitter, even with a lot of swing and miss in your game. If you are efficient at punishing mistakes uh, and, and not swinging at pitches outside the zone. And, and I think, I think Outman's going to get that back. I think Outman is going to have a good season. Uh, I don't think this streak is a sign that he is a worse, he's a worse hitter than he was the first couple of weeks of the season, the first month of the season, or whatever, because he was playing over his head. James Outman isn't going to be a 1100 OPS kind of guy for his career. That guy's name is Barry Bonds. James Outman is going to be a good hitter, but he's also going to strike out uh, a lot. And that's who he's going to be. And hopefully he can get past this uh, cold stretch sooner than later and get back on, even if not as hot as he was early in the season, at least get back to being a productive guy who you can count on once in a while to get a big hit and uh, just put put together good at bats. Part of the challenge of this game was we hear you know your seven, eight, nine hitters were David Peralta, Miguel Rojas, and Austin Barnes. Rojas did have a double, Barnes did have a meaningless single in garbage time in the ninth inning. Uh, and Peralta has had some big hits for the Dodgers, but overall, all three of those guys are not hitting well this year. And it does when you've got Will Smith and Miguel Vargas on the bench and and, and playing those guys like I get it. Um and I I don't know what the answer is. We talked last week about how I'd like to see Will Smith getting starts at DH when Austin Barnes has to catch. I'm also at the point where I want Barnes catching less often. I don't want Barnes catching every Kershaw start because that makes it more likely that Kershaw will lose because Barnes can't hit as well as Will Smith, uh, the catcher or the actor. Um, it's... I don't want Barnes catching as often. Once a week. That, that's all I want Barnes catching these days. Just enough to give Smith the time off he needs. Uh, and then, you know, whenever Smith is off of catcher, have him play in DH. Vargas, I understand. He needs a day off once in a while too. Uh, I, I don't know if it needed to be this game or if they could have staggered that. I, you know, Dave Roberts knows his team better than I do. Uh, and maybe there's something about Bailey Ober particularly that he thought this is a good game to give Vargas a day off. They are playing a day game today and, you know, playing a night game and then a day game, it, it makes sense. You'd try to get a couple guys off their feet knowing that they're going to be playing tomorrow. It, it all makes sense. It was just one of those games that nothing really went right for the Dodgers pitching wise or offensively. And the end result was an ugly loss. They lost five to five to one. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to come back in a minute. I am going to talk about this game on Wednesday and the fact that the Dodgers are in real danger of losing a series for the first time in a long time. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. We have a new sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. 
and uh, bird dogs is they, they're a clothing company and I, I got to tell you, so they sent some, some bird dogs clothes over to us, all of us hosts. And I am really, really impressed. I actually got them. I'm not really a, a clothes hound. I wear kind of the same stuff every day and I'm pretty comfortable in what I'm in. But my son, my 16 year old son loves clothes. He loves being comfortable and looking good. Uh, looking good isn't really in the cards for me. And so uh, I, I got them in my son's size and I got to tell you, he loves them. One of the cool things that he, I, I've been asking him to tell me, I, I knew I had to read this ad today and I told him, what do you like? What do you not like? He hasn't told me anything he doesn't like. He said they are probably the most comfortable shorts he's ever worn. And, and I didn't know this was going to be a selling point for my son. They've got the, uh, the, the liner inside, you know, the built-in underwear, I guess you'd call it like swimming trunks. And I've only worn those in swimming trunks in my life. But what my son says is they are so comfortable and it's like, he, he said, it's remarkable how much he likes to wear. And, and I saw him wearing them and I'm like, wait, those shorts are comfortable because they look good. They look like classy shorts. Like he's going to wear these shorts to school today, Wednesday, and it's going to be, nobody's going to have any idea that he's wearing the most comfortable shorts he's ever worn. They look great. They feel great. They are super, I, I've touched it. They're soft and comfortable. Like they are great, great shorts. They also make pants. They make joggers. They make, you know, khaki looking pants. They have a ton of stuff that they're doing and you can, uh, look, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and you enter promo code locked on MLB. They will throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. And you will like, uh, you will like these shorts. You will love these shorts. I, I can promise you that. They are, my son is a very demanding customer. He loves them. You're going to love them just as much. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB. Use code LockedOnMLB. You'll get a free tumbler with every purchase. Check it out now. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every week, weekday morning. Also, I want to remind you that you can catch today's day game. If you can't watch it on TV, you can catch it on SiriusXM on channel 177 or on the SXM app just by searching for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app anytime just by searching for Locked On Dodgers. A uh, quick update on the game that is already over by the time you're listening. It's the bottom of the 12th inning. The A's have bases loaded, one out, and Estiuri Ruiz up to bat. They actually had a, him up in the 10th inning too with one out, and uh, he struck out looking. So let's see if he can get the job done this time. I think it was bases loaded last time too. Uh, it's two and oh now we might get a walk off walk like the Dodgers had with Trace Thompson, um, pitching for Scott McGuff is still pitching for the D backs. I think he's pitched all three extra innings. I think this is at least his third inning at work. I didn't turn it on until the 10th inning. So, uh, pretty exciting stuff going on over on that screen. Uh, less exciting stuff happened in the Dodger game, obviously. And today's game, the, the day game, the rubber match and Ruiz just hit a ball off Nick Ahmed's foot to end the game. A's win the game 9-8, to eight, which means the Dodgers' lead in the division stays at three games, and the only team to pick up ground on the Dodgers on Tuesday night with the loss was the Giants, and they uh, are pretty far back still anyway. So, uh, good job, A's. I didn't think you had it in you. Still not sure you do, but somehow you got it done. Uh, all right. Now I don't have to look. I closed that window, so now I don't have to look at that screen anymore. My focus is all on you guys now. 
Sonny Gray is pitching for the Twins, and Sonny Gray has been outstanding this year. Uh, best ERA in baseball. He's a guy who's pitched against the Dodgers a lot in the past, and at least to my memory, he's done really well, really well against them. I actually should have pulled this up maybe when I uh, before I started recording. I didn't even think of it, uh, but let's see. Against the Dodgers in his career, he has Los Angeles Dodgers. Where are we? A 316 error. Oh, he's one in three, uh, but a 316 ERA, which is pretty darn good. Uh, 39 strikeouts and 31 in the third innings. I bet that more recently he's had, oh no. So I might be thinking back to a while back because uh, last year the Dodgers actually got to him four and two thirds innings. And oh, that's right. That was that game in Minnesota. I remember that now. Um, and so they have gotten to him uh, in the last. 2019, 2021, and 2022, he is 0-3 with uh, combined, you know, four-something ERA in those three years. But Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. And this actually, I'm glad I looked that up because I actually feel a little bit better now going into this game because I, I was nervous. It seemed like the Dodgers might lose a series for the first time in a long time. I think they've won like six straight series or something. And they still could, that Sonny Gray is very good and they could lose this game. I'm hoping that they can come out, you know, Dustin May, should be uh, on his on his game and can hopefully get the job done on the mound and the offense can bounce back from this one-run game. We've seen it a lot earlier in the season when the Dodgers were uh, really hit and miss. They did have a tendency to have a bad game and then followed up with a really good game offensively. Uh, hopefully they can get an angry win here and win another series before they head to St. Louis for a four-game series. It's going to be hard to win that series in St. Louis too because a four-game series is always hard to win because you got to win – three out of four. Uh, and the Cardinals have been playing really, really well. When the Dodgers uh, faced them in LA, they weren't playing well. And some of that was because the Dodgers were playing them. Uh, but the Cardinals have been playing better lately. And uh, they are not a different team, but they're, they're, they're playing better than they were when the Dodgers played them a couple of weeks ago. And so hopefully, you know, the Dodgers can beat the Twins and Sunny Gray and get some momentum going heading into this series with the Cardinals. Uh, it's always weird doing an episode after a loss that ended a long winning streak because yeah, this game sucked. But overall, if you look, like I said, Dodgers have won 14 out of their last 17 games. If they win 14 out of every 17 games, they'll have a good season. I'll write that down. Um, it, it's just, you know, but losing any game sucks. And I, I do always preach that regular season losses, you, you got to just let these things roll off. Even the best teams, the Dodgers last year lost 51 games in the regular season. And I personally refuse to get upset 51 times uh, or 60 times or 70 times. Good teams lose 70 games sometimes. I'm not going to get upset that many times during the regular season. I'm saving all of that for the postseason, especially right now when overall in the grand scheme, the Dodgers are playing really well and there's just one bad game. And so hopefully they can bounce back, get an angry win against Sonny Gray and win this series and get that momentum back heading to St. Louis. That's all I really want for them. Uh, I am, you know, I'm interested to see what they do pitching staff wise. If it really is just Dylan Covey, if they go with somebody other than Dylan Covey, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but whatever it is, they should be in good shape because they should have nine relievers, including seven who are available. I would assume everybody except for Justin Brule and Shelby Miller will be available. Um, and that's, 
that should be plenty to get them through because Dustin May will hopefully give them six strong innings. He's pitched really well the last couple times, and uh, I'd love to see him dominate here. If you remember, he was my pick for the Dodgers Cy Young winner, not the overall league Cy Young winner, but the Dodgers best pitcher this year uh, in the preseason. I, I think Dustin May is in line for a good season. I hope he can keep that up this next game today. That's about all I have for today. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit scrambled. I do really enjoy uh, kind of these live live tweeting, except not tweeting, live podcasting a game that even though I know it's going to be over, you remember a year or two ago, I did a, a LA car chase while I was recording the episode. I also kept it on the car chase. Uh, but uh, it, it was a good day, you know, good day for the Padres and D-backs to also lose. Dodgers don't lose any ground in the division. No harm done win tomorrow, win the series, get it done. And with that said, that's about it for me for today. Vince and I uh, should be back together tomorrow. I know Vince is going to the game, but it is a day game. And so we should be good to record together in the evening like we normally do. If you're going to be at the game, cheer hard for us, boo hard for Carlos Correa, bring us home a win. And uh, yeah, have, have a good time. I was at the day game a couple of weeks ago, uh, the last game of the series against the Phillies. That game was a blast. It was the game that ended on the Max Muncy Grand Slam. Day games at Dodger Stadium can be a lot of fun. I hope you have a lot of fun there today for that game. And we appreciate you watching or listening to Locked On Dodgers every day. Uh, remember that if you can't catch the game on TV or in person, you can always catch it on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just search for Dodgers. If you are in your car, it'll be on Channel 177 today. It's a hometown broadcast, so it's a lot of fun way to follow the game if you can't be watching on TV or be there in person. If you're not an everyday or here with us, look, it's a really easy club to join. All you got to do to join the everyday club is watch or listen every day or close to it. We're not going to check your internet history, but yeah, be here with us every day. We love talking Dodgers with you. We love hearing from you. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Samperio. I am, no, not Vince Samperio. That's his old one. Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Mine doesn't change. And uh, DMs are open in all of those places. You can also email us at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail or a text message to 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.